Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to the Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host, Joanna Oki. Hi, it's Joanna Oki, and welcome back to the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today we have on the show a bit of a serial guest, Zoran from Exclusive Business Brokers, talking all about selling businesses in a pandemic. And this is a two-part series because Zoran and I had so much to talk about in relation to selling and buying businesses in a pandemic that we really had to make it two episodes, not one. So in this first episode, Zoran and I really drill into this discussion of what's happening at the moment in the pandemic. What's the current market trends? What's business sales and acquisitions look like at the moment? How much activity is in at the moment? What the valuations are and what the impact of the pandemic has been on valuations in a business? We also talked about innovation in selling businesses in this pandemic and some of the practical Issues. Now, in part two of the two part series, Zoran and I reflect on what our position had been a year ago in terms of where we thought the market was at then and where we thought it was going. Uh, We reflect on what we got right and what we got wrong. And we also then do a little bit of crystal ball gazing into the future and both talk about what our feeling is in terms of the market and buying and selling businesses in the short and long term future. So without further ado, here we go with our discussion with Zoran in part one. Zoran, welcome back to the Deal Room Podcast. It is always such a pleasure to have you on and I'm so glad to have you back. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) We really must start out this discussion, Zoran, with your last name because I have a feeling in the intro I'm going to say it wrong. I think again, I think I probably did it wrong the last couple of times. How do we pronounce your last name? It's an interesting surname. You, you say it first, and I'll tell you if it's wrong or really wrong. <laughs> Zoran Sarabaka. Am I saying it right, or is that well, wrong? Well, yeah, yeah, you say it okay uh, if you, <laughs> while you speak That's English, okay. uh, but, but it's actually Sarabacha. Now, it's missing Sarabacha. some... Is that right? Sarabacha. Sure, oh, like I a can't Skoda. Do it. I can't Skoda. Do it. You're a Skoda. No. Like a car, Skoda. Skoda. Oh, Sk- Skoda. Sorry, got it. It's not yes. Skoda. It's Skoda. Right. It actually has got S with a little <laughs> thing on top. All right. So it's a little accent. It's pronounced sh- as 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 H. All right. So got it. Okay. There you go. Right. Zoran okay. Shadabacha. From here on now, I'm just calling you Zoran. How about that? Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> anyway, we're here to have a few laughs today, but also to talk about a more serious side, which is selling businesses in a pandemic. And boy, is that serious stuff or what? <laughs> well, that's as serious as it can be. <laughs> that's right. We, we say... You know, with smiles on our faces as we are sitting in, what is that, our fourth month of lockdown here in Sydney at the moment? I, I don't know. I forgot. It's, oh, it's been so long. It's, it's been so long. Every day it's is like, Groundhog Day and feels like last. Like, who the hell knows where we're up to? Yeah. yeah. And which, yeah. which lockdown is this? First, second, third, fourth? <laughs> if you're listening in Melbourne, it's like seventh or something. Right. 
Yeah, my team, my team in Melbourne were just um like so not sympathetic for us. I think when we went down there, they, just a bit like it's it's time for you guys. I, I, I have a I have a bet with my partner in Melbourne that we're gonna get out of the lockdown first. So Sydney's getting out of the lockdown. Uh, so truly, if you're listening to this, all right, bet is $1,000 dinner, all right, and we're going to go out first, and first one that calls the other person from the pub means, all right, <laughs> so long that means you're back into the pubs. I love now, it. I like now, that. Chun, Chun, again, if you're listening to this podcast, here's the offer. Give me $500 now, and we call it quits. Otherwise, you're going to lose $1,000 soon. <laughs> Well, let's see when this is released. Who knows? One of us might, some of us might be at the pub uh, by the time this is released. I think we're releasing soon, so the answer is probably not. But it, this is actually, as we're talking, talking about um, our teams interstate, um, it makes me think of a um, of something that's quite relevant to this topic of selling a business in a pandemic or buying a business in a pandemic, because um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there might be another there may have been this this subject may have been very close to home for you Zoran have you added to the ranks of your businesses some um, by undertaking your own acquisition recently uh, yeah well he talking about buying business by, buying businesses in pandemic yeah. <laughs> so, well I thought yeah. let's start with your example okay well, well before we get to that I, I just want to mention something because we started talking about states different states, have a different markets. So the market is different in Victoria to what it is in Sydney or New South Wales to what it is in Brisbane. It's a different demographics, different type of businesses are selling. So for example, if you take Queensland, Queensland's got a lot of small to medium-sized businesses because most of the head offices are in Sydney and Melbourne. So you don't have a big employees, or you do have a big employees, but not to such a big extent like you would have it in Sydney or Melbourne. So there's way more transactions in Queensland, for example, uh, uh, at the moment. Well, not at the moment, but always was because there's, a, there's, a, there's more businesses in, in, in this type of market. When you come to Sydney, there's a lot of service-based businesses uh, and distribution, import, export. And when you go to Melbourne, there's a lot more manufacturing, for example, mm. and when you go to Adelaide, there's even more manufacturing out. And it, so, so the markets were always different in different states. And since pandemic started, got multiplied. So a lot of people started moving because of the pandemic. And that's not necessarily running away from the big cities, although that had the impact on it. But there were a lot of people that said moving to Queensland or from, 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 from one state to another because they already had the plans to do this. And this just pushed plans forward. Mm. So we saw a lot of activity, both buyers, sorry, sorry, sellers selling and buyers buying on the other side. And it was really, really active market. So when the pandemic started, everything stopped for quite some time, probably about three months. That was first March yeah. 2019. And then then uh, kind of started slowly recovering. And then when everything opened up, it just went through the roof. It was really hard to handle. It, it, was, it was a bit of a bottleneck because we had influx of these businesses that, that people were selling. But, but what happened before the opening, and similar thing is happening now, and I hope it's not going to uh, work out the same because it's really hard to handle this volume. Uh, buyers are there 
because the money is cheap at the moment. The government, I think today, uh, uh, Reserve Bank said that they're going to keep on buying uh, uh, bonds and they're going to drop down from $5 billion to $4 billion. I mean, these are astronomical amounts. Mm. And the money is just going into the economy. The interest rates are cheap. We're doing the real infrastructure. Uh, builders are, uh, and traders are making a ton of money from that that, that flows uh, into the economy. And honestly, I have not seen more money around <laughs> during this pandemic. Mm. So, so, and there's also a bit of a insecurity or, uh, from, from both sellers and buyers and also, but uh, when people are not secure, they either freeze or they make a change because they want to find a more secure place. Uh, and what I'm seeing now that, that there's definitely a lot of buyers on the market. More than usual, I would say, uh, but there's definitely shortage of businesses on the market. So I would say it's a seller's market. Now I'm a business broker, of course. I'm going to say that you are. It's a seller's market. Always a seller's market. It's never not a seller's market, Soren. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so back to to, to what was happening with us. We had a, a big uh, increase in. Uh, we're coming from Adelaide, but we didn't have a really good presence there. We didn't have a team there. Mm. So what happened, We uh, th- there was an opportunity to purchase one of the businesses. It was Dale Wood in uh, Adelaide. They've been around for, you know, uh, I, I don't know, 20, 30 years. And uh, their business sold a couple of times before. It was owned by a really good accounting firm. But it wasn't their main course and, uh, of business. So we started talking about certain a bit of a referral system of how can we work together, and mm. that led to to say, well, you know, why don't we actually take this on? Mm. And uh, then pandemic hit, but we didn't stop. We, we we pushed on. Everything was done via Zoom. Everything was done through uh, over the internet and telephone, and we purchased the business. And I'm yet to meet the people in person. Yeah, <laughs> too. And that's a factor. That's a factor right now. Obviously, we're talking about today about selling businesses and buying businesses in a pandemic. And and it is it is a thing that's current at the moment that quite often buyers and sellers won't have met in person um, nowadays, right? Because we've we've been in and out of lockdown. States have been in and out of periods of locking other states out and it just it's just so common right now for buyers not to actually have met the sellers which um is fascinating you know i mean it's fascinating years ago we would have looked back and said <laughs> very unusual but we're all getting used to it it's um it's become situation normal i guess yeah look it is a bit of interruption but uh people are finding way around it mm. there's a lot of interstate deals when you have a buyer in one state buying a business in another, and they just, just just can't go visit. But, you know, doing your Zoom calls, doing your video conferences, talking, exchanging information, uh, in, in some instances, you're going to get it all the way to the last moment. And they said, look, you know, we really can't proceed stage until we really inspect the business. But in some instances, we, we actually doing the deals and, and um, the owner either chooses new owner, either chooses to, to run it remotely or the old owner stays to help in some sort of uh, 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 um, role, mm. uh, sometimes as a, as a manager, sometimes as, you know, 
providing certain services sometimes as a consultant to help to, to this transition. I was just going to say there are some problems, and, and we'll come back to this, there are some problems with not being able to have proper physical inspection. And of course, you can have someone go, else go in. And we've had a few matters that have, because our um, our clients have just continued, you know, completing deals through this, this latest lockdown as well. Things have slowed down a bit, but unlike the first lockdown, things are really still continuing, but just a bit slower. But there, there are problems, and I think we should come back to those in a minute, um, talking about what the actual practical practicality of the issues are of doing a deal in the pandemic. Well, on this uh, point about practicality, well, what seemed to work very well, putting a, putting a little video together about the capability of the business, operations of the business, interviewing manager, uh, it needs to be done a little bit, well, depending on the size of the business, but if somebody is spending a few million dollars in the business, you really can't do it on your mobile phone. Mm. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of production houses that they will do something like this between $1,500 and $3,000, and they're going to give you a few minutes, 10 minutes, five minute videos. They're really going to take you through the business. Yeah, that's a great idea. What a great idea. I mean, you know, it's quite prominent in real estate, isn't it? Why shouldn't we be using that model in... In, in business, in business. Well, one thing is uh, these are not uh, advertising videos. These are not due diligence videos or sales videos because you businesses are sold, on, you know, confidentially, of course, and... Uh, so you, you really need to get it to second or third stage be before you can release this video. Mm. But a good video can actually take you into the business. Uh, look, no doubt about it. It's not as good as going out there and seeing it and touching it and smelling it and, and feeling it. But it's not far off it. Mm. It can really help people make a decision, hey, this is worth investing more time and money into it. And uh, I think we're going to see more and more this type of deals and even when we get on the other side of this pandemic this type of technology is going to be used mm. more and more mm. yeah so let's dig into then I, I want to talk about a couple of things i want to talk about um what we're both seeing as a market trends in terms of what happened um, last year versus where we are at the moment. And, and obviously, I, I completely acknowledge what you're saying, that every state is different, um, but certainly Sydney and Melbourne um, have a similar period of lockdown right at the moment. Queensland is a little bit different right at this second, but who knows <laughs> what the short-term versus long-term future is there. Um, so, so we'll come back to what we saw last year, what we think is going to happen um, this year, I think we're probably quite aligned in where we think the market will go. And we did this exercise last year, Zoran, and um, I think we we're both quite right in where we thought it was going to go. So, so we'll go, we'll traverse back there and 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 um, and then do a bit of uh, crystal ball gazing. Why not? Okay. Uh, and then, uh, but. Before we do that, I just want to get into what are the practical issues? We're selling a business through a pandemic. We just talked about the issues. We can't, you know, buyer and seller can't meet so quite often um, at the moment. If you're going to do a deal um, 
prior to everything opening up again, which means they can't sit down and eyeball each other. But of course, we've got Zoom to deal with that. And I think everyone is getting far more used to Zoom creating that connection that we used yeah. to have. Um, I certainly know that I spend my life on Zoom these days. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> so, so, so we've got that practical issue. We've got the practical issue of inspections. Obviously, that can be a real issue going in and inspecting a business, but we've talked about the video sort of approach. It is something to potentially deal with that, which is a you know a well, great innovation change that I, I'm sure we'll we'll bring you know moving forward as well into the sales transparency was always important in, in business sales so if the buyer's buying a business he wants to understand that business yeah of course but but when we are face to face and we are not restricted how we can meet and we can do more meetings we can ask for more information we have a multiple meetings and everything else you really have to work a you know not it is a plug for your for your podcast deal room, right? So you don't set up a deal room, all right? <laughs> and, but, but you you do you know the 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 you know digital uh, files have to be stored and have to be ready. Yeah, and yeah, and, and but you really need to provide more than what you were in, in the past because you can't physically inspect. And physical inspection, I mean, it's not going to tell you anything about operations of the business. Sorry, or about profitability of the business, but it will tell you a lot about operation of the business because you're going to go and see and you're going to see something or something's happening in the business. And you're going to see machinery, how it operates, and you're going to ask more questions about it. And, and it goes from there. So that, that tool is not available at the moment. So a really better package you put together, the more information you give to people, better it is. Make sure that it's done in some orderly fashion so you don't just dump tons of documents in, in files on them, but it needs to be you know, transparent, lo logical, sequential, and, and backed up by, by evidence. So somebody can actually go through that information and get a really good understanding of the business. Yeah. So even if you can do the meetings, you're probably not going to be, do, uh, be able to do as many. So you want to do this in short as possible on time on the physical meetings, which that information provided in, in advance will help a lot, I think. A hundred percent. And, you know, look, being ready for due diligence, having that information ready to go, it's always been a thing. It's always been um, a thing that many sellers are particularly, you know, poor at doing. And it was, it was always a thing, but no one ever done it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, but and but now it's more important, right? Because it's virtually you know. impossible without virtually mm. impossible without it. Because uh, if I see you in person, I, I I will form some opinion about you as a seller if I'm a buyer, and then if I trust you, I'll be okay to get this information. But now I don't have that feeling, so I can't establish the trust. All right. Well, I can to some extent with Zoom and phone, but it's not as good as in person. All right. So. What I've got to do is uh, information uh, to go buy his information. So if you don't provide that information at the beginning, it really becomes a problem. Like, well, the whole process, not just yeah. later on. Uh, you you don't get to the end without yeah. it. And, uh, and, yeah, and, and, and I just just to add to this, I was talking to a buyer yesterday um, who's looking at a business, and um, she provided a due diligence list. Oh, I think like two and a half months ago and has just received the information in. 
And, you know, I mean, it's just so important. It's so critical for buyers to to be ready to go. I mean, surely surely it can't have been a surprise to the ready. seller to that they were going to need to provide this information. <laughs> really? You want this? I know, right? And, and, this, and I guess, you know, this is part of the role of a broker as well to to help their clients understand and and you you know in some instances when businesses aren't using brokers this is part of the issue they just don't understand the things that they need you, you know I, I don't know in this deal whether there's a broker or not but I if there is then there's been some communication breakdown because the seller wasn't ready and if there's not then you you know this is just an another example of the importance of having that deal team around you to prep you for sale. But, but that's not uncommon. It's really really not uncommon, and, and that's why deals fall over. Like you know, pandemic, no pandemic, often deals fall over because uh, fall lower because of the slow uh, um, information flow. Yeah. Because the moment I ask you for something and you said, I'll have this to, to you in two days, and then the two months later, I didn't get it. Yeah. I think, what's wrong? Like, when you're making this stuff up, like, all right? Clearly, like, the business I, is not well organized. Yeah. There's problems. They're trying but to fix I, I also don't up. trust the data. Like, let's yeah. be honest about it. I don't trust that the data provided is real. Yeah, that's right. right. So, 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 so it, gets, it, get, it gets much harder. So, that's, that's one technical issue with, with selling in pandemic. The other, I'm not sure if it's technical or not, but uh, there's uh, deals are taking longer. Yeah. Right? Uh, and because deals are taking longer, they don't have to be, but because of the reasons we just talked about, they do take longer. So because deals taking longer, um, buyers, see, whatever reason for you was to sell, as the time goes by, that's from the sales point of view, that reason becomes more pressing. Yeah. If you're a buyer and you wanted to move or whatever the reason is you want to buy, as the time goes by, it becomes more pressing. And but 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 also people's situation changes over time. And like because of this pandemic, I mean anything can happen in, in moments notice, not just in, in my in our lives, but in economy, in business, in you know change of the way the government goes about it, are other, other businesses open, other businesses closed today, who's open, who's not, who's what, who's not, and it affects the deals. Mm. So you really have to do everything possible before you go to the market that's going to help you complete it very quickly, right? Because you may going to spend a few months dealing with one buyer, his situation or her situation changes, and then you've got to start the whole process again with yeah. another. Right. So you really got to shorten that as much as possible. Yeah. But from the seller's point of view, and that's why I'm saying you touched on it, and then we kind of drifted uh, from this conversation. But what happened in 2019 in March? Everything stopped. Yeah. I, I kid you not. All right. Our phone didn't ring for three days, mm-hmm. and we get a lot of calls every day. And Third day, somebody in the office said, "Did somebody check if the phone's actually working?" <laughs> so we called our own number, and the phone rang. Oh, damn it! It was working. Or I was hoping it wasn't. <laughs> of course, we're laughing now. It wasn't so funny then. Yeah, it wasn't funny back yeah. then, and you yeah. didn't know what the government's going to do. You know what yeah. support they're going to provide and everything else. And then, after about three months of this really tough time, we started recovering, and we talked about it that 
on the end when he opens up, it's going to be it's going to be boom. One thing that we got wrong. Well, before we get that, let's come to that in a minute because I know our listeners really are going to want to know what we got wrong. So let's come back to that. But just let's round off before we get to this comparison of last year and then a bit of this crystal ball gazing, which is really yeah. where I want to go next. Let's just finish off with talking about these issues with selling and buying a business in a pandemic. And and you've given us a really great rundown. But what, one of the other things that I just wanted to add in before we round this out is th- this vendor finance issue, uh, because I, I'm finding there's a lot of cheap cash in the market, but at points, it's becoming quite hard for businesses to access cash quickly um, in terms of finance. Any deferred payments, and they're getting more common. They are, and that, and that's exactly what we're seeing. We're seeing more commonality in deferred payments. It sounds like you are as well. Well, deferred payments, two main reasons, in my opinion. Are, one is debt finance issue. Either can't get the money from the bank, or the banks are lending, mm. but it takes longer. Or I can't get a money quick enough, so let's do some sort of finance until my money comes through, mm. right? Uh, the other reason for this deferred payment is security because it, it is a bit of uncertain times. So people will buy the business today, but they don't know how this is going to get affected. So they're going to say, okay, well, let's look, let's do some sort of deal because what if everything stops? What if we get another variant or whatever and we get locked up for another three, four months and, and my business stops? I, I need some way that I can actually uh, deal with that. Mm. So, so, so the risk is being shared between the seller and the buyer, and you know deals are completing well, but 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 we we need to work together. And I was always a big believer in if you're selling the business, you really have to sell it to the friend, not the enemy. Meaning you have to the new person, the new buyer that you just met, you really you really have to build the rapport with them and help them buy your business. Mm. And best way to help them buy the business is to really become their friend. And you show everything that's in your ability to to help them successfully take on this business. I'm not taking take all the risk on yourself, but help them be a little bit more flexible with, mm-hmm. with these types of arrangements with your support and everything else. Same with the buyers. It's not a buyer's market. It's not a buyer's market because there's a shortage of good businesses on the market. And also, it's not that easy to make a deal. So you need the seller as much as seller needs a buyer. So you really have to build that rapport uh, uh, and friendships in, in, in between the buyer and seller before you can get it across you the line. You do, because wherever there's a deferred payment or an earnout or something that where per- payment is happening over time, not all um, at completion, then we have this issue that you've got you, you you've got an ongoing relationship and you need some sort of trust you know and what buyers sometimes forget i think is that if they they're going to have to provide some sort of security for this payment over time and and sometimes buyers forget that <laughs> so i think i think that's an important part of the discussion when we're talking about deferral of payment you know security will always need to be there in that discussion that's that's a subject that you take, can talk for for hours about and there's quite, <laughs> maybe we come back for another podcast on that one uh, <laughs> there's a quite a few ways that you can secure as you know and some are very practical some are just traditional methods where i take a security or something but there are other ways that you can put the security in place 
but the trust is important. It is. And then and back to the whole pandemic, now we, we're trying to get to this position of trust over Zoom. And, of course, that, that can make it harder. But we're still doing deals. We're still doing deals that have deferred payments, you know, so so it can be done. It, it just is it, that it can be a little bit harder. Look, it's really interesting. Even pubs and hospitality places are still selling. Yeah. And but but there is some sort of deal because look if you're in a business and business is shut and you can't you can't support it the longer you stay in this more money is going to cost you so maybe reducing the price is not such a bad idea because faster you do it you're reducing your losses and purchaser that's coming in it's got a different calculation it's a different position so even there deals are happening yeah Yep. All right. Well, look, I guess the one thing I want to throw in now is, of course, we are um, about to launch a webinar where we're really getting deep into some of these topics that we just talked about today in relation to selling a business in a pandemic. We're going to talk about how to prepare a business for sale, what you need to be aware of, the impact on valuations, um, and, and really dig deep into some of these considerations when you're looking at potential deferred payments or vendor finance or earnouts or, or whatever the case may be. So um, you'll find in your show notes here a link straight through to register for that webinar. And if you're not able to make it live, uh, we'll also have an on-demand version for you available into the future. So you can uh, go back and watch the webinar. Of course, if you can make it live, then you can add your own questions and get your questions answered. Um, so, you know, recommendation is to make it live, but no worries if you miss that. Um, Zoran, thank you so much for coming in today. Um, I want to come back and continue the discussion soon, coming right back to our point about what we discussed, what, what our crystal ball gazing was. I was excellent. All right. how, how well we did and maybe what our, our thoughts are for the future. And so for our listeners, Zoran, how did they get in contact with you if they would like some assistance selling their business in a pandemic? Just Google Explosive Business Sales. You can find us on YouTube, on Instagram, on websites, on <laughs> in yellow pages. Uh, (laughs) well they're everywhere you can't miss them okay (laughs) we'll of course link to zoran in our show notes well that's it for part one of our two-part series all about selling businesses in a pandemic now if you'd like more information about this topic then head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com where you'll be able to download a transcript of this podcast episode if you'd like to read it in more detail now of course there on our website we talked a little bit about the webinar that Zoran and I will be running where we're going to dig deep into the topic of selling and buying businesses in a pandemic we're going to be talking about deal structures earnouts retention and all sorts of other topics that are particularly relevant to deals that are being done right now. And we are also going to talk about elements for prepping for sale and prepping for acquisition that you need to be aware of for when you're selling or buying a business in a pandemic. So if you're interested in coming along to that webinar, make sure you hit the registration link on our show notes page on your podcast player or at the dealroompodcast.com and look out for this episode with Zoran and I and you'll find the registration link there. 
there. Now over at our website page you'll also find details of how to contact Zorin and you will also be able to find details of how to contact our legal eagles at Aspect Legal if you or your clients would like to discuss any legal aspects of sales or acquisitions. One of the things that we believe very strongly here at Aspect Legal is the importance of proper preparation in terms of setting you up to do the best deal you can and to make sure it has as few road bumps as possible. So we have a number of products to help businesses prepare for a sale and get sale ready. And we've also got getting acquisition ready products available as well. So if you're looking at a sale or an acquisition into the future, get in contact with our legal eagles at Aspect Legal on our free call line to have a chat to them about how our prep for sale and prep for acquisition audits can assist you. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed what you heard today. Don't forget to tune into part two of our two-part series where Zoran and I do a bit of crystal ball gazing. We'll have a look at the discussion that we had a year ago in relation to the market and what we saw for the future then. And we'll also talk now about where we see the market right now and where we see it moving in the short and long-term future. So don't miss out on that. Make sure you hit subscribe on your podcast player and join us for the next episode episode of the Deal Room Podcast. Thanks for listening in. You've been listening to Joanna Oki on the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time. Aspect Legal has a number of great services that help businesses prepare for a sale or acquisition to help them prepare in advance and to get transaction ready. We've also got a range of services to help guide businesses through the sale and acquisitions process. We work with clients both big and small and have different types of services depending on size and complexity. We provide a free consultation to discuss your proposed sale or acquisition. So see our show notes on how to book a time to speak with us or head over to our website at aspectlegal.com. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening to the Deal Room Podcast. To find out more about this episode and other episodes in the series, check out the show notes or head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com.au. 